0: This
1: is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Welcome to another episode of Hafta. We are recording this on Friday. We usually record on Thursday, but because of election and yesterday was counting day, we figured we'd record today so that it doesn't get too dated. It is 1.20 in the afternoon on the 11th of March, Friday, and in the brand new News studio, I have joining me Manisha Pandey. Hi, Hello. Manisha. Hello, everyone. After a whirlwind month of traveling yeah. across four states, two months almost emerged COVID free.
2: Yeah, I think I'm just a superhero. You're... I had this conversation many times with Parikshit and Lippi that I think I should be sent for some checkup.
1: You're an ex person. Because
2: I have, yeah, because I survived West Bengal, then I survived Goa, Punjab, uh, Uttar Pradesh, Uttarakhand okay. during Omicron and Delta. So I'm just Excellent. supreme
1: so your your <laughs> blood should be distributed among those who are at high risk also joining us on the phone line uh, are our panelists uh, let's start with Jatinder Kaur Tour. hi Jatinder
0: hi uh
1: you're joining us from where right now oh
0: I'm in Chandigarh
1: okay oh great and so
2: lots of action happening there yes
1: uh,
0: oh.
1: <laughs> you have two decades of journalistic experience Across the Indian Express, Times of India, Hindustan Times and Deccan Chronicle. That pretty much covers everything.
0: Yes, it does.
1: <laughs> and right now you freelance? Uh,
0: yeah, sort of. sort of.
1: I see. And for so, all for these...
0: I'm a writer for the Karwa right now.
1: Also joining us on the phone line is Sandesh Prabhudesai. Hi Sandesh. Hi. Uh, you are joining us from Goa and you're the author of Ajeeb Goa's Gajab. Politics <laughs> and why Ajib Goa's Gajab politics?
2: <laughs> Refer to morning. It results also
3: say the same thing.
2: Yeah, truly, the results do did really make me wonder about Goa.
3: Mm.
1: San- Sandesh, you also freelance, or have you been associated with a publication for uh, much of your journalistic career?
3: No, no. I have retired from day to day journalism now. I run a my small website called goanews.com, which was Goa's first news since 1999. But I mean, right now I'm into book journalism and do some little things on com.
1: So do follow Sandesh's website, com. The link will be in the show notes below uh, and you can check out all that he has to say about Goa. Also joining us on the phone line is our very own Anand Vardhan. Hi Anand, you're in Bangalore, I believe. Yes, yes, yes. I see. Well, enjoy the weather there.
4: Delhi
2: awaits you.
1: We <laughs> uh, Before we get into the discussion, uh, Manishal gives the headlines.
2: So, BJP wins in four states, and AAP wins in Punjab. Uh, that's a very significant headline. Uh, AAP won 92 seats out of 117 in Punjab. The chief ministerial candidate Bhagwant Maan won from Dhuri by a margin of 58,000 votes. Chamkor Sahib, uh, Aam Admi Party candidate again won, Charanjeet Singh. And the Congress candidate Charanjeet Singh, Channi, lost. He also lost from Badur. Amritsar East constituency uh, saw giant slayer uh, from Aam Admi Party, Jeevan Jyot Kaur, who uh, destroyed Bikram Jeet Singh Majithia and Navjot Singh Sidhu. <laughs> so that was quite, quite an election in Punjab. In UP, um, the BJP won all eight seats of the Lakhimpur Kheri district in the Uttar Pradesh Assembly polls. The total tally for BJP is 255 seats out of 403. They've increased their vote share, so has Samajwadi Party. We can discuss, discuss that in a bit of detail. In fact, BJP vote share increased to 41.29 this assembly elections there are lots of think pieces on this, what happened, uh, you know, the coalitions that occurred, caste coalitions and all that. Uttar Pradesh, Deputy Chief Minister Keshav Prasad Maurya, however, lost and uh, Samajwadi Party's Pallavi Patel won by 7,000 votes. We have an interview with her, Akanksha had actually followed her in Sirathu constituency, so you can watch that. Bahujan Samaj Party managed to win only one of the 403 assembly seats in Uttar Pradesh. Their vote share this year was 12.88%. This is almost a drop of 10% from 2017. BSP also won one seat in Punjab. PM Modi hailed Yogi Adityanath for being first UPCM to be re-elected after completing term. Uh, the BJP has emerged as the single largest party with 20 assembly seats and is on its course to form the government in Goa. I was a bit surprised with this result and we can discuss this with Sandesh. Former Goa Chief Minister Manohar Parikar's son Utpal Parikar lost with 700 votes in Panaji. And the Bharatiya Janta Party's Antasio Monserrat won. He's popularly known as Babush, bit of a strong man there. Two wins for AAP in Goa. And Arvind Kejriwal said said this is honest politics and it's beginning in Goa. The Bharatiya Janta Party Alliance partners secured Victory and Manipur, winning 32 constituencies in the State Assembly election. Uh, BJP won 32 out of the 60 seats so they can effectively form the government without the alliance partners. Uttarakhand elections uh, were also quite interesting. BJP crossed majority mark quite comfortably, but the CM Kushkar Dhami lost his seat. Uh, Harish Rawat, CM aspirant also lost his seat and Colonel Koteal, Aam Aadmi Party CM candidate also lost. Meanwhile, the two daughters, Ritu Bhushan Khanduri, who's the daughter of former uh, CM B C Khanduri, General B C, yeah, uh, General B C Khanduri. She and Anupama Rawat, who's the daughter of Harish Rawat, they won elections against the same rival candidates who had defeated their fathers. So, betiyo ne badla le liya. NATO is not prepared to accept Ukraine. Uh, the alliance is afraid of controversial things and confrontation with Russia. That's what the Ukrainian president said on Tuesday. And that's it. So, the week was mostly dominated by elections. But I must say that usually you have elections dominate way more time and space. This time, I think Ukraine uh, competed with election news. Like, right after the exit polls were announced, we didn't have endless discussions on it. People did go back to talking about Ukraine and the students stuck there and everything. So, that was different this time.
1: So, first, uh, Jatinder, I just want to challenge you on one thing. How are you saying with such confidence that it is 100% that Congress will win had it not been for... Siddhu and Amrinder's fight. I, I disagree.
0: No, 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 I tell you what. See, um, talking about this, people were really, really disillusioned with the Kalis, we all know, right? Uh, Captain did come to par with only, you know, with, with one act of he holding a holy book in his hand and saying that, you know, we will we'll eradicate drugs, you know, we'll, we'll wipe out the drugs syndicate in Punjab and so on, right? and there were sacrilege you know cases and uh, that was the time they had a landslide victory right so things were more or less settled but yes you know people were disillusioned that you know captain didn't really live up to live up to his promise and he was rather consorting with the Kalis. but yes a significant chunk of people were also feeling that he was keeping the best for the last right so you know had it been not for you know uh this these messy insights in congress had had the had the high command handled it better way. you know we always knew that Sidhu and captain had issues and siddu was more of a one-man one-man party or he, he he cannot work in a team you know even in that story of mine i have discussed you know how he didn't how he had a trust deficit how he, he had a trust issue with a lot of people But yes, towards, you know, towards the end, you know, it was more of, you know, that race for the CMO than the race for the assembly elections, right? So I personally feel that either, you know, captain should have been allowed allowed an honorable exit or whatever. And or they shouldn't have gotten to, you know, who will be the CM for the transient phase of nearly three months, you know, that, that there was no need to do all this. And see, obviously, Captain also had his, you know, uh, loyals and um, the entire party got divided. And then, you know, they, they, everybody was fighting with everybody. Siddhu wanted to be the CM and the people who were proposed as the CM candidates, Siddhu didn't want them to be the CM candidates. And, you know, had had Congress not messed up, you know, this whole thing this big time, because we all know that people were disillusioned with the Kalis because of the farmers' protests, the farm laws, and everything.
2: I was wondering about this also, that did having a Dalit CM also dent uh, Congress more than it helped them? Because Dalits don't consolidate in Punjab the way you, you know, you talk in UP and all these places. But seeing how many uh, Jat Sikhs who control narrative, who control panchayats were comfortable seeing a Dalit, uh, CM sort of rise. So I definitely think you needed a face from Punjab and um, Congress, of course, it was too late irrespective of what they did with Amrinder Graceful or uh, not Graceful people had were already upset with him for a very long time. They should have done a mid-term assessment. If they had to remove them, they should have actually done it after two years and then figured their house out.
4: Okay, so there are two ways of uh, looking at it, uh, whether it was a strong negative vote against Congress or a positive vote for the up. But uh, if uh, the anti-incumbency is strong, the negativity factor cannot be ruled out. Uh, Strong negativities in politics generally take form of a wave. So um, I think the implosion within uh, Congress was a factor. Also the timing of that, uh, the one year political unrest and people looking for options other than the conventional political players. But uh, the other factor is AAP is not a new entrant to Punjab.
2: But all Saranan, it's just quite uh, refreshing to see in Punjab, at least like when you spoke of major issues, at least I didn't think that education, I'd hear of it so often and so soon. You know, because we would always have this idea of elections being fought on, maybe say welfare schemes or caste lines or religious lines or some other issues.
3: Mm-hmm. I, I want to make a small point.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'll just finish my point and then I, I'll i come sure. to... Sure. So, the, it was quite refreshing to see in Punjab how there was so much talk about education about and drugs? higher education. Drugs? drugs? Of course, big, big, big issue.
1: It is. Still. And
2: basically, people feel that neither Congress nor Akalis have a stake in cleaning up the mess. Because they are all, and it's not just drugs, it's alcohol also. There's a bigger alcohol addiction problem. And it is true that there's a political nexus. You know, there's an involvement of the alcohol mafia with politics. So there's a very clear understanding among Punjabis that Congress and Akalis don't have a stake in clearing this up. Maybe these new guys will do it. So that is there, but also higher education. I mean, the the kind of uh, hope that people have from this government to fix education is is really, uh, it was very moving and I really hope they... Work on that.
0: Before I uh, summarize, I would also like to share a few things, you know, regarding regarding these elections and how how AAP actually, you know, uh, emerged as the what should I say? I mean, I can't even say the majority. This this is more of a butchering or a completely complete annihilation, kind. Right, and uh, see, I personally feel that it was a major, the, one of the main reasons why people wanted to get rid of that binary of Shromi, Khalidal and Congress, you know. This is the first time a third party has come to Punjab. And uh, the one reason was that everybody was so disconnected from the masses, right? And then in Punjab, it all happened. It was like, ARC was a phenomenon, which, which was actually just waiting to happen in Punjab. Especially because, you know, Punjab was going through a major meltdown, whether we talk about economic things, the 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 unemployment, you know, as Manisha has also pointed out, you know, teachers were beaten up for merely asking their pending salaries for for being regularized. And now they then they have the, you know, nerves to tell you that, you know, we will give you so many jobs if we get reelected right and then there were sacrilege issues you know, sacrilege, yes, you know, it was, it was, it was uh, deeply, deeply connected to the sentiments of not only sex, even, even all Punjabis, I would say, right, then there were drugs, then there was corruption. And then there were also issues like, you know, the reinstatement and, you know, uh, the, of one of the very tainted DGPs, Sumit Sany, and, you know, those, somewhere, those wounds are still fresh, you know, those wounds of fake encounters, those, those wounds of, those wounds of human rights violations in Punjab. And, uh, you know, and then, you know, like, Basically, voters were really disenchanted, both with Akali Dal as well as the, you know, Congress guys.
3: There are issues in Goa, not that there are no issues in Goa. Issues are everywhere. But this time, one issue dominated the politics here in this election, because of which it became completely unpredictable. And that was the issue of defection. People are are just, just jumping from here to there and taking people for granted. So the voter was quite upset that we have been taken for granted. So that issue was was definitely there and it was seen here because, I mean, all defectors are not defeated, but uh, uh, almost there were 18 MLAs who had defected from some or other time in 2017, right from the first day uh, soon after elections. Vishwajit Rani had uh, just took his oath and came and he he resigned from the Congress. And then he faced the by-election. And then just before, on the eve of elections also, so many MLA's resigned and joined other parties. So out of that, almost 11 people, out of this 18, 11 people were thrown out by the people this time. Basically people wanted fresh faces. And here there were three alternatives. So Congress was one, because it had it had given lot of uh, i mean tickets to many new faces because they had to give it to new faces because old faces had gone out of 17 who were elected only two mlas were remaining at the end of election and one of them backed out uh, he retired from politics and only one Digambar Kamat, former chief minister, contested. So they had to give uh, tickets to many fresh faces. So people opted for that also because they did not readmit the defectors which was happening all this time. But at the same time, people were completely uh, upset with Congress. Also, they were looking out for other options, where the options were, three options were there, the Party, the Revolutionary Governance Party, and the Trinamul Congress. But Trinamool Congress was basically uh, admitting all the defectors. So they completely, people have rejected TMC and defectors in that sense. Not a single person from TMC has been elected in the BJP out of 20 people, the 12 people were imported from other parties. Almost, uh, uh, I think, uh, uh, out of uh, these, uh, the people who were imported of 12 people, eight people were from the Congress and uh, uh, two people were from the MGP and two independents uh, who were quite powerful and they got elected. So if you see in that sense, only eight people are from the real BJP cadre who are elected. So that's why I'm saying, and, 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 and I'm not saying this. Babush Mansarach said this, that I am elected from Punji by defeating Utpal Panwar Pardikar. Okay, but this election has proved that BJP has not accepted me. The BJP workers have not accepted me.
1: I was just seeing that Goa has the highest GDP per capita income in the country. So the per capita income, and by not a small margin, by, it's almost 5 lakhs in, in Goa. And, you know, in the other mm. states, it's as low as 90,000, 80,000. Punjab, mm-hmm. it is, I think, mm-hmm. just 1 lakh mm-hmm. 20 or so. Mm. Delhi is the third highest. I don't know, do you think, because uh, you said that that whole community thing doesn't work in Goa. And assuming that is a robust analysis, it also doesn't work in Delhi. So do you think one can conclusively say, because one does hear anecdotal evidence by even rich people are castes, which of course they are, communities, But by and large, if you were to take it as a statistical kind of, uh, the more affluent and comfortable, or the per capita gets of communities or states? The less casteist its politics becomes. Do you think that's safe to say? I would just like the panel's view on that. Uh, you want to go first, uh, Manisha? Of course. Like I said, correlation doesn't mean causation, but maybe it does in this case. Do you have the a less
2: take? casteist in personal life? I don't know, but. Maybe expectations from politicians change and identity isn't such a big issue then because you're kind of well off. You've sorted. Also, of course, because when in a state like UP, which is so poor, you're dependent on government for resources for everything like rations, like we discussed. It matters when your community is in power because you will have more stake on stuff. So that uh, fight is not there if you're, you know, if you're an affluent state. It doesn't matter cuz you've figured your basics.
0: I would like to add something here, you know, Punjab has the maximum number of Dalit voters in the entire country, right? Yeah. And Congress was banking uh, upon this fact big time you know, saying, thinking that if we 33% ka 20% or 35% or 20% then we have our die-hard Congress, you know, voters. So, our 33-35% will be reached and any time somebody gets 33-35%, you know, that party is actually in the path But see, you know, this this Congress ploy to, uh, you know, uh, basically place Chani as a Dalit candidate or the Dalit face of, you know, um, Punjab politics, Especially to basically counter the anti incumbency, this actually had a major backlash also, you know, from Hindus, from Jats also. And, you know, even I used to think that, okay, you know, I, I always, will, I, will, I used to wonder that, you know, people in Punjab, especially in Punjab, you know, Dalits never had a fair representation in politics. Neither Dalits nor Christians. So I thought, you know, at least this time, uh, you know, even though you know in Punjab we have different kinds of Dalits, we have Ravi daisies, Ram Dasyas, Wal well, Miki's, and so on, and so forth. But you know, I thought at least they might support uh, uh, Channi as as the as the as, the, as the CM face. And uh, but then it didn't really happen that way, you know. Uh, so it's I, I, I believe that there there are no there are no thumb rules uh, involved here.
2: I think in all states, and as a news organization, perhaps this should also get a really focused attention from us. There is a lot of anxiety among young people over jobs. This is a real problem in UP in Uttarakhand, in Punjab, in Goa also, you can argue that, okay, they only want government jobs, and they don't want to take on available jobs, and so on and so forth. But there is a sizable number of young people who are very anxious about the job situation in India, and are expecting, if you're supporting the BJP, you want them to fix it. So they are going to be watching over the next four years or whatever term they've chosen, whether they deliver on this or not. And for the opposition, this is a this is a huge space of discontent to capture. I think Akhilesh couldn't do it well enough because he jumped in too late. But the most uh, vocal supporters also that we met of Akhilesh and SP were the youth who were very very anxious with what BJP's focus on jobs does it even exist. And they expected Akhilesh to probably push for that because they view him as a youth leader. It is unprecedented. I mean, uh, the but kind of Goa, hopelessness, even Goa. Really? Goa, there's a bit of a problem in what happens is that there's just people want a government job and Sandesh can also elaborate on this that they register themselves as unemployed even if they have a job because they want a government job because mm-hmm. they want safety, security. I think Corona has also kind of pushed people towards that because they feel private. Mein toh nikal denge.
1: Yeah, dude, so, this
2: is a lot reliance on, you know,
1: but it is a concern. I think healthcare is such a huge concern and I don't know to what extent a government job gives you that. Uh, you know, maybe Sandesh can tell us whether it makes that much of a difference. Uh, but I, w- I will say that if you don't like, you know, like joining the army, uh, and I can tell you, you know, my, my dad's in the army. The kind of R and R that the hospital that you have available to you, yeah. If you don't have that, it can completely wipe out the bank balance of someone who's doing fairly well. Also, of someone of my pay Sets scale, you back. even if you are from a well-off family doing well, it can wipe you out. Uh, you know, significant health interference so
4: i think uh, government jobs things uh, briefly we discussed uh, last time i think it's a combination of a lot of things social prestige matrimonial prospects also a state being seen as a an ideal employer like health facilities there's salary band of even the lowest employees way way higher after seventh pay commission security is there so a lot of things but i slightly disagree with that unemployment is a huge political constituency to be tapped uh, there could be other openings for opposition and there are many and we don't know what will happen
0: but Anand, i would like to add a point i understand that in the yester years it was not like this. But trust me you know for a thousand post when two lakh people are repairing there's a growing discontent when you know the when the sources of income you know are very are very limited and you know when you know as as you know as it is being pointed out you know when when you can't afford healthcare you know, when you can't afford healthcare at, you know, at the, you know, in, in the government hospitals, like, you know, the people in the forces have, or other people are entitled to, these things, they actually make a major differences. And in Punjab, I have seen, you know, the previous government came into power saying that there'll be one job per family, which obviously the promise was not kept. And just imagine, you know, lakhs of people, 10% was, I think 7.8% was the rate somewhere in 2017, you know, of unemployed people. And even talking about the employed people, we should know, we, we must take into, account you know how much money are they taking home every month so obviously there's a growing discontent lot of anger and when you know when 10 lakh youth they return back to their homes unemployed you know that family they will vote according to you know this particular issue yeah I absolutely i agree very it, ha-
2: it is at uh Phenomenal levels right now, and I think one thing also, also when people talk about jobs, whether it's older people because they're upset they're seeing you know their youth just boiling away the time, or young people who are anxious, the expectations is not always that government jobs. Government which yeah. can you skill us? Like what are your skill development programs for us? Can you get industries here? Can there be business? So there is a conversation around it brewing that we need government to create conducive environments, either give us government jobs or create conducive environments.